Uh, the guy was notoriously mental, right? He was like, right, so modern jazz is like, hey, if you throw a bit of, if you throw a bit of blue paint in the wall, you throw a bit of pink paint in the wall, and then you hear somebody walking by in the corridor outside and they're talking German, that's modern jazz. <laughs> I think I... It's the whole bunch of first years to slap. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Solid start, mate. Solid start. <laughs> Did that get recorded? No, thankfully That's not. That's okay. I can go in the blooper reel. Hey. Episode 18, <laughs> he says with conviction this week because we talked about it before we started. And we still hesitated slightly. Uh, it's just because I'm tired. Aye. I've had a long week. I've not actually. I've had a fun week because I've been at a theme park. Aye, it's you've been, been holiday. Exciting. Shut up. It's been good. Um. <laughs> We went to Alton Towers for Lucy's birthday. Hey. That was exciting. Uh, you didn't shit yourself in any of the rides? I didn't shit myself in any of the rides. Uh, that was quite queasy at points though. Some of it is quite barfy. I'm getting old now, do you know what I mean? Mm. My, my internal balance isn't what it used to be. The smiler, <laughs> that was that was the, 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 the vomity one. Aye, I've it's, not been in that one. It's, it's really good, like it's kind of, it's very twisty. And it's like two and a half minutes long or something, which is quite long for a roller coaster. I think. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Usually these things are done quite quickly. Uh, Avoiding any jokes. Oh, it. sorry, you're still talking about towers, right? No, the sex life, Scott. Yeah, so that one was quite good. Although I did have the fear, because that was the one that crashed that time, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm a bit scared about this now. Uh, yeah. Aye. If, if, I it was fine. If you're going to die, at least you're going to go having fun. Well... There's worse ways to go. Well, there's better ways to go. That, there is better ways to go. <laughs> in a fucking flaming, twisted metal fireball in uh, a theme park. Not even a particularly fancy theme park. Like, if you're going to go, like, go to Disney or something, happiest uh, place on earth. Not mm-hmm. Alton Towers, which, as discussed earlier, great rides and all that, but holy shit, it's populated by Jeremy Kyle's waiting room. <laughs> Man. I bet. <sighs> Wild. Just uh, uh, a hefty amount of inbreeding. The last time I was there was probably... I was about 18. From my, one of my pal's stag dudes. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> own towels for a stag dude? My mate, it was really strange. <laughs> really, really strange. And the best part was when we got there, we had a cool wee day, we flew down, went to Alton Towers. Aye, fly into Alton Towers. Can you hide money? Went to fly back, and it turned out the airline had put the wrong time on the ticket. Ah, nightmare. It was meant to fly out. Our ticket said 8 o'clock. Aye. The flight left at 7. So then we had to hire a car and drive back up the road during the night, which was an absolute fucker. Shit. But, aye. So, aye, that's the last time I was there, it was shite. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we put spoiled for me was that I enjoyed all the rides, but the, the people I had to share the car journey by with were absolute arseholes. <laughs> Sounds great, man. Aye. Yeah, I, 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 no, I don't have that problem, thankfully. I had to share the car ride with my wife and child, who, for the record... Not arseholes. <laughs> just, just make that clear. Yeah. 
Right, so that's my week. What have I missed in here? Anything exciting? Um, I just felt I was on brand from last week's episode, talking about like skipping out and training because like life and all that. Yeah. Um, and again, for the record, don't do it, people. I just trained there and I'm broken now. Knackered. Five oh. by five deadlift at one thirty. Heaviest thing I've lifted in a long time. <laughs> but I, I mean, my week. What did I do? I've had the kids all weekend. That was cool. Went okay. seen seen Spider Man and Saturday night. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, that's awesome. I enjoyed it. Oh, that's dynamite. Should we do a spoiler special? <laughs> no, we'll wait because it's still pretty fresh. Um, Sunday, kayaking with the kids. Kirsty, that was cool. Monday. Oh, Monday took the kids out and we went and played, uh, went to down at Lament, Lament Farm down at your bit. Oh, aye. That was cool. So come and hang about when I'm not in the fucking town, eh? That's the only reason. That's fair, eh? Done that, then we went to Barshaw Park and played a game of TIG for two hours, and I joined in, <laughs> and it was really cool, because this, this old lady gave me into trouble for climbing in all the swings and the slides and all that, and I turned, I turned around and I went, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm having fun with my kids, mm-hmm. I'm joining in with them, Aye. look at them, they're happy. Well, she was serious, like... Aye, <laughs> she's like, son, you should not be doing that, I mean, it's for the children. <laughs> what, who didn't complain me? And I went, I'm playing my children, Mom. we're having fun. And I went, and no offence, but look at your two kids sitting over there on the swings, miserable. And I went, do you see them having fun? No. Oh, bag. My three are crying with laughter. Coming up the road, I was knackered. <laughs> climbing up, uh, climbing frames, running up and down slides and stuff, it was brilliant. So it's all better, isn't it? Aye, I mean, you go to all these play parks and you look at all the parents sitting at the side on their phones, get a grip. That's an excuse for them not to look after the kids or Join in and have some fun. And you know, there'd be spinning cup things that are at an angle. Uh, yes. we stuck Brody in that and Abby and Logan started spinning them round really fast I need to show you the video it's awesome he <laughs> <laughs> thought his head was going to explode <laughs> I said I Lucy went in one of them wow when did we go there was at that Highland Games was it last year aye aye she did that just before you guys got there and managed to like throw herself out of it and smash her face off the I crane. mean because he got there just as she was kind of sulking as if to think this is a shit day out and you're like this is rubbish it's like it could be like nine hours of fun and one minute you yeah. scrape your knee and the whole day's ruined raging that's my, that's my uh, life man aye and then back to work Tuesday happy days then Abby came to the class Tuesday night good wee training session then went home dinner chilled out and then we went to see Toy Story on Wednesday Ah, oh, that's good as well that's Sorry good aye it's not as good. Not well, as good, the, but... The first three are the perfect trilogy, really, though, aren't they? I, they? They should have stopped. Yeah, I don't know, man. The fourth one was good. It but was good. it's never going to be as good as the first three. Nah. I liked it, but... If you've not seen it, I'd honestly say, just wait for the DVD. Mm. DVD and a good rainy Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you'll be happy. Aye, it's not essential cinema viewing. Nah. Cinema, but uh, it's good. It was good, I enjoyed it. Um, and then just chilled. So, wasn't it? Aye, been a good wee week, but good times. Good training times. wise, alright. Training wise, been good. Aye. How's the kettlebell going? Kettlebell flying. Alright. Getting ready for my first competition in a year next week. Sorry, what? <laughs> Such a dick. Getting ready for my first competition so in a year next I week. Meant, I meant aye. real training. Down in Darlington. You yeah. got a competition next week. Competition next week. Aye. Really? Aye. Back snatching the twenty-four. What? Aye. So we'll see how that goes. We Abby's competing as well. Our first ten-minute comp. Happy days. She'll kick ass. She's, she's already asked. She's flying a flag for the McLaughlin clan, eh? Aye. Because you're going to be shit. She's already asked, Dad. Will I be able to see the other kids' scoreboards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abby, just concentrate on your own score. going to do what I do and just make sure you do one more than everyone else, eh? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I've created a monster. <laughs> I'm actually... 
I'm really curious to see how she handles being up against other kids and all that and being able to see the other scores. In Spain last year at the marathon, there were so many weight classes, different events and all that, nobody really knew who was against each other. Mm-hmm. So, But this time she'll know. Aye. <laughs> and it's going to be really interesting to see nice. how she handles it all. And Aye, okay, that'd be great. It'll be fun. So when's that? Uh, Saturday 20th. Oh, nice one. Excellent. Going down Friday night, staying over and then come back. Cool. Oh, well. Who else is competing? Anyone? Um, I don't think there's anybody else here going down but uh, Irish girl Maria that I've started coaching she's going to compete as well so right. we could we see her first time as well I'll give it the Coach McGibbon speech next week uh-huh. which is that. kind of what we're talking about tonight yes it is competition mindset and a, again in a wonderful segue there so we had a request apparently from uh-huh. everyone's favourite female crossfitter Emma Wilkins hello I spent a lovely week last week sharing the band to pit with playing Legally Blonde right minute we're saying, listener, do you think after the CrossFit abuse last week she'll still be listening? Oh no, I got pebbles for that actually the other day. Aye. Yeah, she wasn't impressed. <laughs> it, was, it was made worse by the fact that apparently I instigated it as well. And uh, it wasn't you I for once. <laughs> well, in defence, I wasn't bashing CrossFit, I was just questioning the use of the taps aff thing. Aye. But, having said that, that session you had us doing in here last Saturday was borderline CrossFit. It wasn't CrossFit. I was very close to taps after because it any, Did any of us have our tops off? No. Did any of us have virtual sex with a poltergeist and mid- hanging off a bar? You're really hammering no. this analogy, man. It's not getting any better. It's not. It's like, it's like... Have you ever seen the bit in Scary Movie where they, get, they start having sex with a ghost? No. No. That's CrossFit. Wow. That... That's, that's okay that's out there as far as your as these things go with you that's pretty far out there huh? it reminds me of a story about a, a, the, a lecturer at uni who used to teach us like jazz and stuff like that he was mental it's a really boring story unless you were there doesn't you matter. didn't have sex with him did you no it was just one of these like random you'd have loved it he'd, he's all about the weird fucking off the wall analogies you're talking about modern jazz this is one for any musical listeners you still know modern jazz move on first year the guy was notoriously mental, right? He was like, hey, so modern jazz is like, hey, if you throw a bit of, if you throw a bit of blue paint in the wall, you throw a bit of pink paint in the wall, and then you hear somebody walking by in the corridor outside and they're talking German, that's modern jazz. <laughs> I think I stole a bunch of first years to slap. Huh? Right, I'm into all the wacky analogies and all that, but it, it, even I'm thinking, sitting thinking, going, what? Nah, man, that's that's up your street. That's that's the same no, level. Come on, I'm not, no, it's definitely not the same level. <laughs> it's like see when you're having sex with a poltergeist. That's CrossFit. That's exactly Aye. the same level of nonsense. Like you're lashing about, or when you watch like a little kid try to do push-ups. Yeah, what? I can get that. Yeah, that's yeah, you see that. Aye. Yeah. All right. Okay. See, you get it, see. Right. Okay. I feel we've gone off on one again. Aye. We've not so, even started. Competition mindset. Alright. We can do the short version is Colin's speech, which is Don't be shit. So no, no, shit. Don't be shit. Yeah, there you go. Um in a slightly more expanded version, there's in my head anyway over the years, I've kinda there's four stages. The four stages of competition with Scott McLaughlin. <laughs> so Stage one. Stage one. Stage one basically is a build up to up until the the week of the competition. Stage two, the week of the competition. Stage three, competition day. Mm-hmm. Stage four, the kind of post competition, because that's that's a big one that a lot of people yeah when you can start to have sex again and feel like yeah baby. Mm-hmm. 
That post comp jiggy jiggy jiggy. <laughs> Especially if you're a boxer and you've been refraining from. Is that a thing? Is that an actual thing? I'm like, is that do I? having sex for like competition and big matches and all that? Does that actually drain your legs? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd have got your testosterone up. No. Get you, get you, you want to be light in your feet. All right. There you go. We'll, we'll, we'll test it, right? So. <laughs> Whoa, wait, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> Saturday morning, I want you to get up really, really early. It's not happening. Well, it will happen because I'm up really early anyway. Because right. I've got a nine-year-old in the house. Okay. Tell her to stay in her room <laughs> and have a, and you and Fee get really jiggy jiggy, right? Yeah, okay. I'm sure Fee would be delighted to hear you just talk about this. Aye. She's to just do lie back and do nothing. You have to do all the work. Go for it. Right. Right. And then come to the gym and we'll see how good you are for squat jumps. I mean, it's Saturday morning <laughs> training. It'll be as good as I ever am. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm getting but, full of energy on a Saturday morning as it is. Aye, trust me. Your legs are a little head. All right, okay. Anyway. Anyway, aye. Back, back on topic. So, a lot of folk do competitions and they go in on the day and they have major fucking meltdowns and 99% of it if they prepare properly could eradicate it and what I mean by that is all the different stress factors so in the build up so everything up until the week of the competition if I'll use one one example like the world championships last year in Italy saying to the guys I went right all the different stress factors what could they be in full go oh um you might not, you might be unwell, or you, um, you might get injured. And I went, no, no, no. Start looking at other things such as get your passport organised. So many people I've seen, oh, I can't find my passport the week before they go. And they're like, why are you creating the unnecessary stress? Mm-hmm. Look that shit out. Is it in date? Will it be fine to travel? Get all that taken care of. <clears throat> so all your things like your kind of admin, take care of all that weeks in advance. If you know you've got a big exam coming up for work or university or whatever or college or whatever you're at plan for it if you know that's come, don't let it kind of come sneak up on you and bite you in the ass and then catch you out yeah. so deal with your admin any banking anything at all or your bills any general admin that might be causing stress get that get your shit in order and take that off that way you don't need to worry about it know you your passport is your paperwork everything you need for travelling your visas boom get that in a bag sorted Anything you've got with work, if you think, oh, I've got a big week coming up work, try and organise it so you can try and minimise the workload so you've not got that added stress. Speak to your family. Is anybody ill? Good. Get them to fuck. <laughs> Don't Gosh. hang about them. Um, I've I've actually, one of my clients showed up last year before the week of the competition and they arrived at the front door, I was at the back at the kettlebells and they're like, I'm okay. I think I'm over the worst of it. No, I went, get the fuck out. Aye. Do not come in this gym. Things like that, you can, you, I mean, harsh as it may be, Aye. you can control. If your family's not well, though, if, if your kid isn't yeah. well, there's nothing you can nothing do you about can that. Nothing you can do about it. The best guy in the world, you can quarantine they'll, they'll your kid. Gyms. Aye. Um, even things like if you take sports supplements. I've, I've had people go like, oh, oh, I ran out of my favourite protein and it's out of stock now for two weeks. Or my vitamins, or my ZMA, or whatever, <clears> your creatine, right? If you've got a competition in three months, go out and buy th- at least three months' supply so you know you've got everything that will take you right up to the day of your competition. Don't leave that to chance. If you're going to an event, research. If it's in a different country, look at the type of food that's going to be on offer there. For Italy, type of continental breakfast is different than what I have over here. So I started having a continental breakfast every day so that my body get used to f- kind of feeding off that fuel source. So you get used to that. And you know what? I'm, like, I'm kind of anal with, my, with some of the details. Anal's right. Aye. So, do that. Look at your food. 
look at even the temperature. Start training if it's you know you're going to be competing in a hot environment. Start mm-hmm. training in a hot gym. Yeah, that makes sense. What everybody joked two years ago when we were all competing, in, we're going to compete in Greece, and I joked. And I went, I what if there's no air conditioning? So I kept in the summer it was scorching. I kept the gym door shut, and everybody was fucking cursing me. They were all thinking when we got to Greece and we realised the hall was shit with no air cutting. Aye. 37 degree heat. That's quite hot. Everybody was used to it, aye? Yeah. So, that's stuff, kind of... Aye, stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. All the, the little things, like, I would never think of that. Again, aye. I think you're very much in the minority because you are super anal about these things mm-hmm. and just, like, overly prepared for every eventuality. Aye. The majority of people won't be. Mm-hmm. And most folk don't, and it's, these are the ones that get caught out on the day. It's like, yeah. oh shit, this happened and oh. And I will even get the guys go like, right, train without a clock, the timer, digital counter train, at the last second of like, right, Laura, you're going to be snatching and she just, you're going to do an eight minute set. And she'll be like, right, okay. And she went and spent 10 minutes chalking her bell, getting the handle perfectly chalked. And I was like, right, you're going in five, four, three, and on two, I switched the kettlebell for one that wasn't chalked. Mm-hmm. It happens at competitions where somebody can switch the kit at the last second and you're uh-huh. like, fuck. And she's like, oh! changed it and you get them used to it um, aye it's, I'd imagine with any competition it's kind of it's preparing yourself to deal with the unfamiliar because it's, it's all too aye. easy just to get into a comfort zone when you're training oh, in the gym and using the same squat rack and the same bar aye. and the same weights and the it's same bell like and you guys case and stuff but and it's, it's that if, way you, that... if you if you just get used to doing that mm-hmm. And you're in that exact mindset all the time. As soon as Aye. something changes, you're gonna you're gonna totally lose Aye. it. So you, I suppose, you need to when you're training. You've got to, it's you need to have a routine and stuff, Aye. obviously. But it's about adapting. Aye, it's been it's been, adapt- it's been in, adaptable and being resilient. So it's developing resiliency to the situation. Yeah. Um, and it's looking at some people will freak out. Oh my god, I'm competing against competitor X, for example. Oh shit, they're getting what? So what? You can't control what they're doing, unless unless you're, for example, you're a boxer, and no, or a race car driver, for example. You can you can help control it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you if in weightlifting that you can't control what that other person has done in their training for the last year. Mm-hmm. You've just got to go and focus on your performance. And while it's important to focus on your own performance, be aware of your opponents. And I'll come to that in a second, but. Um, in the kind of build up to the week off, make sure all the wee details are taken care of, like your food, your eating, your diet, your supplements, your work, your family life, your travel arrangements. Take care of all the unnecessary stresses that if you leave them to the last minute, could fuck things up. The week of the competition, you're kind of wanting to chill, relax, stay, kind of, basically you should have kind of done a slight deload so you can then pick back up and be in peak performance on the day. And... If you've got like a way in, you're just kind of tightening up your diet and stuff, so you're keeping mm-hmm. track of it. So, amazing the number of people that have to do make a weight category and don't weigh themselves for the twelve weeks before the competition. Right. Okay. Get there and go. Oh, I've got nine kilos to lose in the next four hours. Right. That's just <laughs> stupidity, <laughs> then, Joe. And it's, it's it's lack of professionalism. I spoke to one guy in Ireland there at the Worlds, and he went, "Oh, I didn't weigh myself. Uh, a la- last time I weighed myself was three months ago." And you're like, why? It's just stupid. Hi. Um week of the competition once you get to the venue kind of get into the venue as early as possible and familiarise yourself with your surroundings just get a feel of the light one thing I'd done in Ireland there was I turned round and out to the platform looked up and I went guys watch the light if a lot of people when you stand in the right position they're looking up the way slightly mm-hmm. um, just above kind of eye level 
it was where all the windows were and it was kind of light was glaring in. Mm-hmm. So my like, guys, just be aware of that. If the light's coming in, just be aware of it. Like, yep. All right, oh, I never thought of that. So familiarise uh, familiarize yourself with the environment because you see people walking in and you see they're used to training in a wee gym and all of a sudden they're in this massive sport, sports venue and it's mm-hmm. totally overwhelming. So it's and, and just remember, for example, it's just a big, it's just a bigger gym. Yeah, it's just a big hall. You're still going to be standing in the same amount of space you would be in any facility. It's Aye. just there's more space round about Aye. that. And I'll, I'll use kettlebells to kind of keep the example simple, but it's just you, the kettlebells, a time, a, a ten minute time limit, and somebody pressing a button saying mm-hmm. whether you've got the rep or not. That's the simplicity of it. I know, I kind of said, don't focus too much on your competitors. And some people get totally absorbed. Like, oh my God, uh, I'm up against this guy. Oh, he's going to beat me, he's going to beat me, he's going to beat me. And before you know it, they've already killed their own performance because they've given up. Yeah. Now, be aware of your competitors. Uh, when I was competing last year in Milan, the guys I was up against, I, knew, like, I didn't know much about them. So kind of three days out, I started, I kind of done a wee bit of research on them just to know their tactics mm. and I looked at their personal best I watched some videos about how they cope in the last minute and their strategies and stuff and I knew the guy that on my right hand side um, Guy Henrik from Sweden he always goes off like a rocket and he goes really fast but then he, he dies really he dies really fast as well right. so I know that the pace he's hitting in minute one he's no lasting five, even five minutes at that pace yeah. but if you go up and you're competing and you don't know that and you see the guy next to you going off at the clappers racing ahead, you're yeah. saying, shit, I better speed up. And what you've then done is you've let that competitor control your pacing mm-hmm. rather than you sticking to your game plan. The other guy was up against, I knew he, he had the more steady pace. And I know so long as I stayed a two, one to two reps ahead of him, and I knew that was my, 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 my kind of comfortable pace anyway. So I thought, right, I could go 13, 14 a minute. It's really hot. It's too fast. I'm going to bring it down to 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Save it for the last minute sprint. It'll still put me 20, 30 reps ahead of him. That's fine. Play the safe game. Could then get snatched later on. So without obsessing about my competitors, I've made sure I was aware of what they could do Yeah. to play the kind of long game because you've got two lifts. You don't want to fuck it up in the first one. Aye. And then you're shafted for the second one. Um. Be aware of, in the competition day, be aware that you're not wasting unnecessary energy. Mm-hmm. So we spoke about the kind of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system before about going from that kind of fight mode of competing to then want to get into your recovery mode to Aye. to kind of recover for your next lift yeah. again. And what you notice is a lot of folk, it's like, oh, we meet all the people, all oh, our old friends again, we've not seen in ages. And in between lifts, I spent four hours standing on their feet, taking selfies, taking pictures with other, other competitors and athletes yeah. that they've not seen for a year or so. And they're catching up. And I also remember hearing um, World Champion talk years ago, like, no, 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 pictures, once you finish lifting, mm-hmm. that's when you talk to people. That's when you start taking the selfies and stuff. Yeah. And you socialise, lift first, you're there to compete. You're not there to, it's, a, it's not a networking game, it's yeah. you're there to compete. So I, I mean, do I, that first and then socialise. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't do any kind of competition, certainly, but I'd imagine in that situation, I mean, I've done stuff in the past, like years ago when I was a kid and all the rest of it but I just you don't I would find it difficult to like I know what I'm like before like a big gig or something Aye. you get that kind of just nervous energy where you don't really want to be like I was always like certainly with the 
the rock band I used to play in if we were playing bigger gigs and stuff like that mm. I wouldn't want to hang about I was I'd so not into the whole rock and Aye. roll like hanging out at the bar chatting to folk and all the rest of it I just wanted to be like backstage with my headphones on getting into some sort of like mode I would just sit in my cans Aye. on and just warm up my sticks and stuff like mm. that I suspect that mental preparation is... Aye, it's just getting yourself in that, that zone I had no interest in talking to anyone Aye. do you know what I mean whereas people... competition I think I'd imagine it would be the same if you're out glad handing folk and like chatting to your pals it's not really getting you in a very focused mindset no. And you see it when you step on the platform, because how many times when you compete do things go perfectly? I don't I mean, imagine. Never, ever. never. So, if you're going out there with that relax, I'm not saying, if you go out with it, there's a relaxed mindset and then there's an unfocused mindset, mm-hmm. you can be relaxed. Like, you've seen Bolt in Glasgow at the Commonwealth Games dancing and clapping. He was relaxed, but he was still focused on what he needed to do. Yeah. If you're goofing about and you're about taking selfies every day and you're not totally focused, that's a different story mm-hmm. and it will show on the day. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it shows with a lot of folk and again, they're all goofing about whereas folk laugh at me and go, ah, you're a total weirdo at competitions. The, the moment you're competing that day, you go quiet and mm-hmm. you separate yourself from the group. Right? Yeah. Aye. Because I'm there to do my job. I'm there to focus on, for me, I'm going out there to win. Yeah. So, even if I know I'm up against guys that are, are going to annihilate me, I'll still think, well, Who's to say they're going to have a good day? Aye. They could fuck up. So I need to be focused on my game and my game only. Yeah. And just concentrate on that. And there was, um, but even the people waste a lot of energy at competitions before they lift and then during the, during the lifts. And it was Chris Hoy came away with a good motto that him and the British cycling team used to have for the, the kind of, you know, the velodrome stuff that mm-hmm. they've done, the sprints. And their motto was, don't, don't walk when you can cycle. Don't stand or don't sit. Sorry, don't stand when you can sit and don't sit when you can lie down. So it was always mm-hmm. about the most econom- economical way of preserving energy yeah. because don't waste any energy that's unnecessary. Save it for your performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and their their game was about winning within a fraction of a second. Yeah. So if they've been standing for four hours instead of lying down, All counts, that it? can add up. Yeah. So And it makes a difference. Um, but the biggest one that really stood for me for over for years is, is visualisation techniques and visualise what you're going to do right and the most most books that you read or most things that you read about to do with visualisation is visualise the perfect race visualise the perfect drum set visualise mm. the perfect gig visualise the perfect kettlebell set that's all good and well but it's never going to happen it's never going to happen and it was uh, Michael Phelps the swimmer mm-hmm. came out and he said there's three stages basically stage one I visualise the perfect race because your brain, your body copies. They actually done studies and showed that if you watch people being shit at a sport and then you go and do that sport, mm-hmm. you actually decrease in performance. Right. So, watch the best of the best. Yeah. Study a bit so you actually take in all, all the good stuff. That makes sense. I don't want to learn off people <clears throat> are shit or something. Monkey see, monkey do. Aye. So, his, his, his number one was, number one, visualise the perfect race or the perfect event for you. <clears throat> Stage two, be prepared and visualise what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. So in kettlebells, for example, the handle could slip a little bit with your grip and snatch. The hand you can get bad hand insertion, and you're calling every what? single time, every <laughs> single time. <laughs> so if you get bad hand insertion and snatch, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even need to say it. No, that you know where heavy, the heavier the weights go or the tire further into your set. If you've got one bad rep, bad hand insertion, that can kill your grip endurance right. by five reps, mm-hmm. ten reps, even a minute it could kill the set by. Right. 
if it starts to go early, you've got to then don't just go, oh fuck, my grip's going. Yeah. <clears throat> and then just try and stick to plan A. It ain't going to work. Aye. You've got to then go, right, what's plan B? And most of them, and that's where stage three comes into. You've, you've looked at stage one, you visualise the perfect race or the perfect defence. Stage two, visualise what could go wrong. Stage three, visualise what you're going to do when it goes wrong. And that's, that's the key one that yeah. really stuck with me that Michael Fitt, I thought, you've hit the nail on the head there. Aye. And he, he spoke about when he went and done, I think it was a 200 metre freestyle. He dived in the pool and he dived in and the way he said that he hit his head into the water, it knocked his goggles out of alignment slightly so they came loose mm-hmm. and by 50 metres so a quarter of the way into the race, his goggles had filled up his water and he was swimming blind. Right. And he just went, well, I didn't panic. I just thought, I'll do my visualisation. Exactly what I've done. I knew this could this was, some, this was a fat or a variable that could go wrong. What did I do? Right. How many strokes have I done? Boom. How many, do, how many, how many did I do per length? Right. Okay. And I've done, say, for my 49 stroke. That's my turn point. Boom. Mm-hmm. Turn. Off the wall he went. And he ended up setting a new world record and winning gold. Wow. It's no bad. That's pretty good going. Yeah. That's things like that. You got to think are just years and years and years of training and expertise kicking in. Aye. How much of that is if conscious thought? Him going right. This is happening now. This is happening now. This is happening now. Aye. Or it's just him going right. This has happened. Fucking mm-hmm. let's just fix Aye. it. And then instinct takes over, and it's Aye. all subconscious. Just like twenty odd years of just drilling it, totally and drilling it, and drilling it. Really, yeah. I mean, it's just I know doing it. Folk laugh at me when I do my kettlebell sets in competition because they look at me kind of scanning about and you've got that, you're working out the pacing in your head for you're working out what p- pace competitors on, what the bees doing, doing and you're working out your own pace and you're actually analysing the numbers and processing it all mm. during your reps. And I'm going, aye, but it's, it's taking me years to do it. Some yeah. folk can't do it, some folk can't. Um, but it's known if you can't work it out, then if you know in your head that you can't, you can't work those numbers out. Make sure you've got somebody out there like a coach that's watching for you and go like that, right? Um, for example, some I've shouted to Laura before, oh, you need to do like you need to get twenty in the last minute or whatever. So mm. they've got somebody doing the math for you. And it's having that team there. Yeah. Um It's funny, just to digress briefly, like I find it I find it interesting from, from, from my point of view listening to this sort of stuff because I don't do any kind of sports competitions as such, but again I was talking about it. Oh, maybe maybe Emma last week actually we were talking about this sort of, sort of mindset of doing like gigging and stuff like that as well yeah. same sort of vibe huh? I come at it from a totally opposite point of view man like because you're taught you're thinking about what you're doing and concentrating on you and like calculating all these things mm. on the fly and all the rest Aye. of it the last thing I'm thinking about when I'm gigging is what I'm doing because <laughs> it shows I look at it from the point of view not the last thing like but I, I, need, I go into these things thinking right well I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. I should be able to do my job really well Aye. so what I'm trying to do is then think about what everyone else is doing and listen to what they're doing and how I fit in around that do you know what I mean Aye, because essentially it's a team if you're looking at you yeah, well, head, that's you're like a say, like, you're, you're now become aware of your teammates yeah so like that again it's going to be very different uh, that your, your competition mindset if you're competing on your own where all you need to rely on is you doing Aye. your job properly yeah. as opposed to if you're in a team whether it's football or rugby or whatever Aye. else that, you've got that, to become aware of if you've got another 10 players in your team you've got to be aware of every single person you need, you need to be able to trust everyone Aye. and I've noticed like again from, uh, from, from my standpoint as a musician you're always going to play better when you're in a, a musical situation surrounded by players who are 
better than you. Oh god, that aye. Everybody you, you, a game, aye. I always want to be the worst person in the room, do you know what I mean? Aye. When it comes to something like that, because I know then I'm going to play much better mm-hmm. than I would normally. It, it's what you were saying earlier on, if you're going to learn off stuff, learn off the best people. Yeah. If you surround yourself by people who are fucking better than you, then aye. you're always going to raise your game. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, again, if I'm, if I'm playing in a situation, thankfully it doesn't happen that often, where there's, there's, there's weak links and you, you, all you're doing then is thinking about oh fuck what if what if they shit on this bit or what if that goes wrong there you, with this you're person? not thinking of the shit and that brings it into your performance that's, that's, that's exactly man that's mm-hmm. that, totally so your mindset presumably is going to change depending on the circumstances of whether you're solo whether it's a team aye. and then the surroundings and that oh, team aye. and all the rest of it but it's just again it's it's adaptation isn't it it's adaptation if, I, if you take football if you all of a sudden you're two like your two centre halves get sent off or your goalkeeper gets sent off and you've not got a goalkeeper on the bench. Yeah. Our outfield player now has to take... Well, and now you think, right, we're now at a bigger liability of not having a proper goalkeeper. Aye. So, in terms of defence, you can't just sit back and defend for the 18-yard box. You've now got to think, right, we need to defend a bit higher because if they're going to take shots, they, normally they would try and a goalkeeper, they'll try and get inside the 18-yard mm-hmm. box and score. If it's an outfield, outfield player that's in goals, damn right you'll be taking shots. I mean, we've done it. Panging it from everywhere. We've done it against uh, in the school league years ago. Um, their goalkeeper gets sent off, that outfield player went in goals, and when I clocked it, he wasn't a keeper. And I was like, because he brought on a sub for the bench, but Aye. he was an outfield player, he was a midfielder. And I was like, my teammates, I'm like, ah, guys, anything for 30 yards, ping it at the keeper, because he's not in. We annihilated him something like 17-3. <laughs> and we just, we fucking humped him. Aye. Because of the fact that we exploited their weakness. Yeah. Uh, and if they all they needed to do was see if they had defended a wee bit higher up the pitch, we wouldn't have got those shots off. Aye. So they, they never adapted to what they they as soon as that happened, they went into this kind of oh shit, oh no, we've not got a proper keeper, oh no, we're we're, we're going to get hammered here, and Aye. they just retreated and retreated and retreated. Aye. Rather than retreat and defend, but don't retreat too much to the point that you're just sitting ducks Aye. now for it. I think again that in that situation, you're pretty much just assuming you're going to get scalped at that point. Aye. So they just Aye. mentally chucked it. Whereas you, your team, I assume, would have went, oh, here we go. It's like, I gave a cricket score Aye. here. This is going to be Aye. brilliant. Next thing we know, we were all fighting to try and get positions of 30 yards. I was like, oh. Yeah, just to take a shot. Aye. Um, so again, this is going to be a short one this week just because it's a Thursday night like, but um, in a nutshell, preparation is key. Preparation is key for everything, aye. Prepare for everything. Prepare for everything. What is it? Fail to prepare, prepare to, to fail. fail. Um, if you're prepared to get into something as, 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 as much as you can be, then you just, you do what aye. you do. Do you know and, what I mean? And the whole p- perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> nice. But aye, See, top shields working there. Take your, aye, take your time to prepare, look at everything from your work, your family life, a- anything that can potentially go wrong create stress. Mm-hmm. If you've got control over it, take control and remove it. Yeah. I'm not saying remove your family from the house. <laughs> like, bye, honey. Um, but no, take control of that. The week of the competition, chill. Relax, get ready for your event, focus on what you need to do. When you get there, focus on competing. Do your job first before, before you come at everybody's best pal, taking in pictures. Mm-hmm. And don't let, don't let, don't let the kind of external things control you like, oh, we're in a big fancy hall. So fucking what? Yeah. But you could stand in a wheelie bin and still lift kettlebells over your head. It's. I think you should do that. No. Look rubbish. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, 
look at the con- look at the kind of constant variables you've got. It's just you and the kettlebells to control your own performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, be aware of who you're competing against, but don't let don't let your competitors control you. Yep. Um, if it's a team sport and you're up against the point where you can manipulate and control, I be know them inside out. Mm-hmm. Know that when they're sitting at a football at like a four five one formation, know how they're going to play. Are they going to be wide or whatever? Um, know which way their keeper dies when when he's t- going when you're taking a penalty against them. Know them inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like boxing, know how if they like to just feel you out. Know how they like to suss out the pacing of the rounds. If it's they, they kind of finish high or at a fast pace every at the end of every round. Understand your opponent. If it's a solo pursuit, whether it could be like kind of hundred meters athletics race, whether it's um, kettlebell lifting or anything like that, then. Ultimately, their performances don't matter mm-hmm. because you can't you can't show up on the day and go, oh, I've just found out competitor A is this guy. He can do fifty more than me. So what? Yeah. If you've not trained for that, you can't <laughs> you can't all of a sudden go. Hold on, I'm going to reach into my bag of tricks. Yeah. That's yeah. You might pull out a blind of a performance, but you're not going to make that big a jump. Aye, that's like everyone in aye. the the hundred meters final in the Olympics every year, every four years, whatever. Yeah. Going, ah, do you know what? None of us are going to beat Usain Bolt, so fuck it. We might as well just give him the gold. It's like you, you don't know what's going you to happen. Know. You need to be in it to Look win it. Look at when he's last race, goes, he pinged you know. his hamstring. Yeah. You can, you can just do your best Aye. and, and um, what happens, happens. I think have a game plan. Have everything mapped out. When I'm building up for a competition, I map out a four-month phase. Like for the World Championships, I map out four months beforehand every single day. Mm-hmm. Again, ain't a little attentive Anal, freak. but it works. Aye. Let's produce the 11 world champions. That works. Right. Show off. Clang. Yay. <laughs> ching, ching. But no, it's, it's have a game plan. The amount of people you go to, what's your plan today? Uh, I don't know. What? what? No, you should know your plan. That if you feel good, you're doing this pace. What's your game plan after four minutes? What do you mean? Well, in a 10 minute set, I know if I feel, if I feel a wee bit gubbed after four, right, I need to strip my pace back a bit. Mm-hmm. I know that if my heart rate's going too fast when I switch hands, I need to drop pace by two reps a minute. I know if the timer, if there's a power cut and the timer goes, in order to, if I want to hit 20 reps a minute snatch, I need to just stick to one breath overhead. If I need to drop to like 17, 18 a minute, two breaths overhead. I know in jerk, two breaths, two slow breaths, that's giving me 10 reps a minute. So you know, right. you plan for different eventualities. You can't, you might not, it might not be in your favour on the day. Aye. Just, just be aware of the surroundings. Yeah. And ultimately just don't be shit. Don't be shit. No. It's always about that. Coach McGibbon says. See, could save 34 minutes of this podcast. Just have done that. Well, we did. We did do it at the start, but then you wanted the long version. Ah, I didn't want the long version. I felt contractually obliged to ask for the long version because Emma wanted us to. I feel it's one of these things, though. You could talk about it much more in depth as well. Um, So we'll maybe come back to it another time and Mm -hmm. just kind of get more into the actual thought process of when you have a bar in your hand or Here's a, a, good a one. bell or whatever else if anybody's got a competition coming up mm-hmm. get in touch yeah give it a shout I'll contact you or you contact me first I'll get in touch and we'll look at and I'll try and look into the next podcast on preparing for that event yeah that'd be good put it into practice that'd be good actually aye. Yeah. yeah and on another topic we've got about is over 40s because you mentioned that Emma's on, on the verge of turning 40 almost there so, aye, talking to Emma last week at the show, right? Aye, the old Big part. listener. We slag her off all the time for doing CrossFit and all that, right? And now she's old as well. <laughs> old as well, old I mean, CrossFit. Being one of, I mean, an old CrossFitter. <laughs> the only thing, is she a vegan? Nah. 
Oh, she's not a true CrossFit then. Uh-huh. She's a fake. She's a fraud. <laughs> fake weights. Fake. Um, so, aye. So she said she, she wants, she, she's desperate to come in and, well, she's desperate. <laughs> she's keen to come in and train at one point and we'll aye. get her on the show. Um, so she can see how ugly my snatch is. <laughs> you're, you're beautiful, delicate um, snatch. Since I beat her with next to no training. You know what I mean? Well, that explains... I mean, it kilos. explains it, though. I mean, if she's a fake crossfitter, doing fake push-ups, or sorry, fake chin-ups... That's true, actually. Then, what's the chances of her having a decent snatch anyway? So it's going to be... I mean, of course you're going to beat her. It's just... It's just my old man strength now, mate, because I'm 40. Aye. That's what it is. That's a thing, apparently. Old man strength. That's why I beat you at everything as well. Because you're not 40 yet. Exactly. I'm you're just a young'un. I'm a young whippersnapper. I'm you kids, I've got honestly. About, I've got about 15 months left of competing before I'm a senior. Oh, before mate. I'm a veteran. What's the point? You're beating everyone now. Aye. Well, you know, not the new ones, not the Russians. I want to. But I'm not taking drugs. I think you should. Tempting just see to see how happens, awesome man. it would be. Wake up and you're like, oh, woohoo! If it wasn't for the injections, do you know what I mean? I'd, yeah. I'd, be, I'd give it a go. I thought you were quite fond of a wee injection, a wee meat injection. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, nah, I think you should. Just to, just to yeah. some giggles, man, do you know what I mean? See what happens. <laughs> Come on. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> raging all the time, kicking stuff about the gym. <laughs> nah, because everything's hard and made of metal. <laughs> You don't want to kick stuff that's hard. Oh, the made right. I meant like, like bail. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Just chairs and stuff. I didn't mean the plates. Bear's that solid, I doubt he'd even flinch. That's true, actually. He'd still be lying sleeping on the floor. Aye. Lazy bastard. Oh. Um, yeah, so... I forgot what we were talking about a minute ago. Aye, over 40s training. So we'll, we'll get we'll, him in we'll at one that. point and we'll tick the female over 40 CrossFit Fake box. lifter. <laughs> and just and, uh, and just prepare for it to battle the fuck out of two of us with a, a barbell probably. I'll, tr- I'll try and hire the stab proof vest, okay? <laughs> no, I'm going to I just get the weight vest on and all that. <laughs> just in you, case. You said she plays the flute? Yes. It'll be like something she'll be like James Bond villain go that. And it'll be like poison darts coming out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the record, Scott just maimed a recorder. Um, <laughs> better. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I'm hungry. I need to go home and eat my dinner. Uh, I've got steak tonight. I can steak mm, pie. For all you vegans out there, suck sizzle, it. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> Just improve your life choices because you've made a massive mistake. Yeah. Or not, because it's more meat for us. Exactly, so it's a win-win rule. Crack on, vegans. Aye. I'm right behind you. So where can we find you? Eating a burger. All right, aye, it's that bit, isn't it? Yeah, uh, that bit. Uh, uh, Drummer Chimp on Instagram or Colin McGiven on Facebook. Ooh, I don't have Facebook now. I know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel I need to up my Facebook game but I just mm. can't be asked. Aye. Instagram's easier isn't it? Yeah. I don't need to actually put much thought into it. Aye, I feel you need to like say something vaguely profound on Facebook although you don't know you just need you more on Facebook don't you? You just need to rant about stuff that nobody cares about. And you just need to put in, oh I'm in such a bad mood and that's it. Aye. And then just wait for oh what's wrong Carl oh, it's okay. Sup hun. <laughs> Fuck off. What's up babe? DM me. Oh, get Fuck off. Fucked. <laughs> Honestly, man. I've actually got a policy anybody that does that <laughs> do you know what blocked. if you want to have a rant fine have a rant vent that's good, that's good to, but don't don't rant and then not actually say what the fuck's going on fucking fishing so if you put on aye. oh I'm so annoyed yeah, aye. block jog on aye uh, oh, oh on that Facebook note right 
I keep getting messages on Facebook saying we've got likes, but we don't actually put anything on the Facebook page. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, on air production meeting here, right? Ooh. Can you link the Instagram to the Facebook page? I keep trying it, but then keeps linking it to my personal account. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, sort it out, right? You I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Um, that means then we can just bang all that shit on Facebook so uh, many Facebook likers can actually see what we do. Hold on till I take a note. Uh, right, where's the sp- yeah, Instagram page? Instagram. Gains and Pains. Gains and Pains. G52. And you've got myself, uh, Just Train, and Scott McLaughlin Performance Training. And that's it, isn't it? Yeah, the gym. Just Train. Wellington, if you want to come in and hang with us in person. If anyone wants to come down for a wee session, give us a shout. Emma will. Laura will soon, because she won the competition. Laura. You said you'd get in touch. You haven't. Chase up. She's getting married soon. Give her a break. What? She's getting married in a couple of weeks. Next week. Oh, maybe. That's, that's an excuse for no Fact, when's this out? Monday? Oh, maybe. Maybe. She needs to get her priorities sorted. I know. I know. What's what better more? way? What better send off than a massive training session in here? Oh, how good it would be like a oh, hundred of lunges. And she's like, hey, staggering down now. <laughs> da, da, da. I don't know his videos. You were like women in high heels, like this, like giving Aye. it the proper Bambi on ice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be awesome. Comedy gold, mate. That'd be genius. A few thirty cow sprints on the bike to finish. Mm. Winner. We won't do that, Laura. Don't worry. Um. Yeah. Aye. Anyone else wants to come in and train with us? Give feel free. Shot. We'll get you guesting on the podcast. Yep. So we don't need to talk as if much. If you guest on the podcast, we'll give you a free session. You say we. I don't Aye. actually PT anyone. You just get to laugh. That's true. I do that anyway. Yeah, I'll I'll get the coffee Colin in that day. I'll get the coffee in. I will. I'll, he is yeah. my coffee bitch. Not your coffee bitch. Yeah, yeah. I rarely bring coffee in here. I got you on the packed thing though. You did, eh? Hashtag packed coffee. Hashtag packed coffee. Uh, ball bags because there's still no scent of any coffee. I don't think they're going to say there's any coffee if you call them ball bags. I'll retract that statement in episode nineteen of the. <laughs> You've packed. Send us some coffee and Scott will stop calling you bob eggs. Aye. Um, yeah, I've had way too much coffee to drink this week. No. I've only pr- I've pretty much drank only I've coffee. I've got a ran out, but my new bag should be arriving the next couple of oh, days. Really? Fresh bag. Yeah. Good times. Mm. Right. Let's go. I need to go and drink coffee and eat steak right. pie. Not necessarily in that order. Any order's good. Yeah, true. Aye. Adios, right. pod bitches. See ya.